All right. Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like. We're on them all. Listen to the Hog Call live at iPatio.com. The only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans to find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support us financially at our Patreon page, or even $1 go a long way in updating our equipment and providing server space for our story or episodes. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Call and leave a voicemail at 812-805-0110 or send an email to hogcallpodcast at gmail. What's well, good to get that mess out of the way? How's it going, Tim? Hey, pretty good, Chad. How are you tonight? Well, I'm pretty good. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty on our last podcast, and I think I just want to go ahead and apologize to our fans right now. I know there were some emails and stuff sent and whatnot, and, and uh, basically what happened was one of our recording devices wasn't properly uh, hooked up, and it just caused us to uh, miss Tim's portion of the conversation. So you listen to the podcast, you get everything I said, nothing Tim said, and I think, you know, the whole podcast was on the firing of Mike Anderson, so I just want to sit back for a minute and give you a minute to kind of wrap up everything that you had talked about, everything that you said in that uh, in that last podcast. Just kind of give it all to us in a quick, you know, five, ten minute segment. What, what were you trying to relay on that last podcast? Well, I think really, uh, you know, at that time, it's kind of getting to be old news, but it kind of wrapped up uh, Mike Anderson's era. Um, I was disappointed. I thought that the, the team was going to uh, definitely go to the tournament under Anderson next year. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was disappointed by it, and I was worried that uh, check what, you know, maybe we were going to reach on a, uh, a coaching decision. And actually, now that we're kind of in the moment, I, th- I think he made a good hire, but uh, obviously it's yet to be seen. But I actually mm-hmm. like it. But I still, I mean, I still didn't want him to be fired. Mm-hmm. Um um, I totally agree with you. Kind of, kind of went along with that, um, but it's kind of, it's kind of now. Now we're going to new era, but it's hard to. It's still hard because uh, Mike, as we talked in another podcast too, Chad. Um, mm-hmm. Mike's kind of like a cousin and uncle, and mm-hmm. it, it it really hurt. And um, I know a lot of people um, maybe felt that way. You know, I sent out a tweet on our. Um, uh, Hawk Call, at Hawk Call Podcast on Twitter, I sent out a mm-hmm. tweet that was, um, you know, whether it was the right or wrong move by your check or any, you know, who has a decision uh, to do that, um, my stomach, I, I really did feel something in my stomach. Uh, really hurt. Apologize for the dogs being rowdy on Saturday night, you know, they had like a party. But, hey, it is what you it know, is. Um, it still made me feel really bad because it's just like i said he's felt like family and um uh, i was really sad for it to happen 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It didn't didn't feel like the right move at the time, and you know, I felt like we kind of jumped the gun on that. But you know, that's not my decision to make or anybody else's decision. That's that's your chat's decision, and I think you know, I summed it up, you know, really well in the last podcast. I said, you know, if we don't if we don't go to uh, a, a championship, then I'm going to be pretty darn disappointed because that was the the way your check framed it was like we need to let anderson go so we can go uh to a championship yeah that that part of it it's like um i get competing for maybe what he was trying to say there it didn't it didn't kind of come across that on his uh on his official kind of statement mm-hmm but what I thought maybe maybe he needed to go for is like yeah we want to compete in the tournaments but he Anderson was it was kind of weird besides this year we were in the tournament the last couple of years in the SEC uh, tournament championship game mm-hmm. um, had the most behind Kentucky we were second in SEC wins kind of in Anderson's era and you have one year um, uh, you have one year this year that Anderson had a lot of young guys I mean even Gafford the, the you know the star player or whatever you know he was a sophomore. That's mm-hmm. still young. Your 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 oldest player was Adrian Bailey, a junior. But uh, but you have a, a a team in Tennessee that that wins the conference. Um, that's uh, full of uh, seniors and juniors. They're not going to be that good. Uh, that's the Tennessee's, and they disappointed in the tournament. But that's uh that's a, besides the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were they got to a number one ranking. That was Tennessee's proposedly best basketball team ever. Um, they're not going to be that good again. Um, Auburn had a team that um, was really good, and they went to the Final Four, but they're not going to be that that good every year. That's the first time you know everybody's like, oh, Bruce Pearl's a great coach getting Auburn to the Final Four. Hell of an effort. But be- before those, uh, you know, his first four years, I think they, they didn't even make the NIT or the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of had a year out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some more teams like that. And Kentucky was solid. But it was like with their young team, um, I, th- I think it was Anderson deserved one year, more year. Um, just kind of, kind of going back to what we kind of talked about last. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. So I mean, I think I think that wraps it up. It lets everybody know the the, the feelings you had and where you stood. And of course, you had a lot more insight, a lot of things to say that we yeah. we can't just go into all that again. You know, and and so, sorry, Chad, real no, quick. And it's it's hard to put myself into. That was uh, what, like you know, March. Yeah, it's a couple weeks. Uh, he ago. got fired March twenty sixth, so we did a podcast the next day, March twenty seventh. It's so hard to go back, you know, mm-hmm. right after the hire, uh, firing. But we're, but I think that kind of wraps it up, and um, we'll kind of see where we go from here. But sorry to interrupt you, Chad. I was just going to say that. No, absolutely, I appreciate it, and, and, and like I said, I really apologize to all the fans. Uh, that's not something that you know we've done before, and hopefully we don't do that again in the future. But you know, whenever it's a uh, a live uncensored podcast, sometimes those things happen. So, anyway, uh, and and also, Chad, one more thing on that. Yeah, it's like, well, uh, besides that, we're not going to let that happen. You know, um, uh, but I, I had a, a, a already planned trip to go to because we're kind of rushing around. We did that kind of caught us by surprise. We weren't mm-hmm. really planning to. Um, we were planning to have a basketball wrap up. Mm-hmm. But nothing like that. So it was all a crazy week, and everything was happening. So, um, but yeah, we're we're sorry about that, guys. But we'll we'll be better, you know. We 
Absolutely. So moving forward, you know, it is what it is. You know, I thought about taking it down and, and being like, you know, hey, you know, let's just, let's just remove this or whatever. And then I thought, well, you can get the gist of what you're saying, you know, and it's, it was better than nothing, I felt like, to just go ahead and let the fans have something. But obviously that was our, our worst podcast since we started this. And you know, like I said, I apologize. And we'll just move forward from here. Uh, we're not going to uh, dwell on that. Uh, mistakes happen. So, yeah, here we go. Uh, we fired Anderson, got him out of there. Uh, a lot of you guys wanted that. And a lot of the fans were hoping we would get rid of Anderson and get him the heck out of there. And we did it. He's gone. Uh, no more. Not our coach. And we ran out and we hired somebody. It took forever. I was really worried about the hire we was going to make. I didn't want to get the Houston guy. I didn't want to get the Texas Tech guy. just wasn't excited about those guys. But when we got Musselman, I said, wow, what a what a decent hire. And, you know, he came and, and I watched him uh, speak to the team. And, and he told them, you know, I expect us to be able to make a tournament next year uh, right off the bat. And... And I think that's the expectations. I think that's the expectations that Juracek framed when he let go of Mike Anderson. I think when you take this job, you have to know uh, that's the expectations from the fan base. And that's that's my expectation. I, I, if you can't make the tournament next year, you know, we got to start we got to start thinking about what we need to do. Yeah, I, th- I think um, and I like that Musselman's already came in and believes that and i think this team no matter who is going to be the coach expectation is to go to the tournament mm-hmm. whether it would have been anderson mm-hmm. is what we're kind of oh, yeah. alluding to earlier or the next coach mm-hmm. and as as you know kind of mad as your at your check or maybe the guys that pull his strings about firing anderson i i can't i can't put that um I can't put that not real. I don't know if negative energy, you know what I mean, but disappointment. I can't put that towards Musselman because I like what I, what I've heard from him. Um, from what I've seen, he got his first head coaching job at age twenty three, coaching for the um, in the Continental Basketball Association, which mm-hmm. is like the which is like it. And then uh, it was eighty nine through ninety. His first team is like the minor league, you know, basketball. So it was like the mm-hmm. second. Um, kind of what the ABA used to be back in the day. Kind of like the G League. Kind of right? what, kind of what the G exactly, Chad. What the G League is now. Um, so at age twenty three, so he's been a head coach or assistant, pretty much assistant head coach um, since he was twenty three years old. So um, he's and I, I like what you're saying. He's he's planning on going to the tournament. Um, he thinks he can take this team and add some pieces. He's really good at getting into the grad transfer market. Mm-hmm. And um, can build an honest team. So, as as mad as I am for your check and whoever made that decision, I'm, I'm I got to put all my support. I think it was a good hire. I think it might be a right fit. No, I agree. I think uh, you know, like I said, we didn't want to lose Anderson, and and as as painful as that was, and as much as it stung, I'm excited about the hire that we have. I think it's a great hire. I think that we went and got somebody that is a not just an up-and-coming coach, but it's a proven coach, somebody that's proven that he can win. I mean, look what he's done over at Nevada. He, he's done a whole lot with a whole lot less talent than he's going to be able to have at the University of Arkansas. So, you know, 
it should be one of those situations where he just continues to to excel on the on the basketball court. But you know, I just want it to be clear that we need a championship. You know, I, I think that has to be the attitude. I think that has to be, you know, what what we're working towards. I mean, if we're if we're throwing loyalty out the window, I want some W's on the board. Yeah, it'll be disappointing if we go to just the NIT this year for making that uh, for making that call. Um, what I think with with him, I think like you're saying, I mean, he's had a lot of experience. He's went, as he's been a you know he kind of just got into the college game about 2012. His wife now um, uh, Danielle, who was on the NFL Network, uh, some other things for sports broadcaster. She kind of wanted, you know, they had a kid together. I think it's the second wife. They had a kid together, and uh, she wanted. She really encouraged the college. So he's full, full, uh, full speed ahead in college. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you're saying, uh, Nevada, it's harder to recruit there. I mean, it's in Reno. They don't have, uh, uh, you know, it's a Mountain West. It's not a big time mm-hmm. conference like the SEC, and they don't have yeah. a whole lot of local talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of what I've seen, I've watched some videos of just, just his coaching is really intense. It's a guy that I think uh, Bud Walton and how long this will last, you know, they've got a plan to get do it, but I think he can get Bud Walton Arena pretty excited with his uh, in-game coaching, his antics. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, not just that, but he also is bringing a similar style of basketball that we're used to. Um, yeah. He says he wants to play a fast-paced uh, basketball again. He wants to take chances on defense, go after steals. Um, be really good at uh, shooting free throws, which is probably the the one thing we haven't done. And I think that'll be, you know, that'll be instrumental in winning. But uh, his philosophy and his style is very similar to Forty Minutes of Hell or, or the Fastest Forty or whatever you want to whatever you want to pick there. Um, but I don't necessarily think that, you know, I don't know if that's the winning the winning mix you got to have. I don't know if taking it up and down the court super fast is a, is the winning mix these days. It's almost feels like the teams that are playing more zone, taking their time, moving it back and forth, running the shot clock down a little bit, then putting up a shot are doing better than the, than the fast paced teams of the, of the nineties, you know, that we used to see. What's, yeah. your, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it shows this year in that the two uh, teams in the national championship game were uh, Texas Tech and Virginia, which are two teams known for their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got to start with defense and good shots on um, – you know, Virginia played – they played a lot better, uh, uh, more aesthetically pleasing brand of basketball in the NCAA tournament where it counts. In the regular season, you would see uh, scores from them of, you know, in the 40s. Or winning like fifty three to forty one or something, but in the tournament, you know, they started to score, but they're they're really patient on offense, and I'm hoping that's what kind of that's what Hustleman brings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of bringing more of an NBA, we're NBA style. He studied under um, the the Golden State coach now, Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Um, he really believes in this pace and space, which I think this team's really, uh, which is kind of like kind of have. Uh, nobody clogged the paint, kind of have all five guys move around uh, uh, 
in the half court. A lot of threes are going to be taken. Um, it's kind of like you know what we saw against the Providence with mm-hmm. the, what, what's going to be the lineup next year with Cheney and Osaboyan kind of playing in and out and not just, you know, kind of what we had this season, Gafford just playing down low a lot. Um, it's going to be using your uh, power forwards and centers, um, cutting in and out of the perimeter. Um, and you want, and he's, he's probably going to recruit some guys that can hit some jump shots from those positions. Exactly. Um, but, and but hopefully the, it's going to be more of – yeah, sorry, go ahead, Chet. No, no, I was just going to add on to what you're saying. One of the things that we had talked about in our text messages after he got hired was how good he is at, at uh, pulling in grad transfers um, over the, the programs he's been at thus far. So it would be really nice to pull in a big uh, transfer, like a big guy down low to, to just round out the program uh, I don't know who that would be, um, but it would be really nice to see something like that, something like that happen. So, yeah, and I think a guy getting a guy. What I really want to see is getting a guy that has averages about, uh, you know, anywhere, you know, just hell, just like ten or eleven points a game. Mm-hmm. Then averages double. You want double digits in a rebound. Somebody's a tenacious rebounder, mm-hmm. and I think I bet uh, Cheney. Um, uh, get Cheney in the off season. I think he's a guy with his natural, like you know, you can tell he's got a natural body for a power forward. You get him in the off season, the college, his first season because he was a true freshman last year. Get him in a college uh, off season program. He's going to come back. I think he's going to be a big, big part under this uh, Musselman team because his teams are known for uh, Musselman's teams are known for physical play. And he's a guy that's kind of, but he's still athletic because he's six eight, got that frame. So. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness gracious! Hold on a second. I'm getting a getting a tad parched. There we go. A little all day IPA from Founders Brewery. Oh, refreshing! It is. So, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, do you got more things you want to say about basketball or? Um, I, I do want to say um, uh, one co- kind of cool thing, I, you, mm-hmm. you know, coming maybe from your perspective as a football coach, um, he's he's studied football. Uh, uh, after he got he got let go of the uh, the Golden State War, he was a coach of the Golden State Warriors early two thousands in the NBA. Um, they had a management change, so they uh, he got let go. The um, uh, I think Mike Lombardi, who was a part of the Oakland Raiders organization at the time, I think Vince Lombardi's son, you know, yeah. Ken, uh, son, yeah. And uh, he invited. Um, this is a cool story I heard. He invited Musselman. He's like, man, I know what it's like. I've been fired before. You know, come come over here and um, uh, watch practice and stuff. So he started watching practice and eating lunch with uh, Lombardi. Oh, uh, cool. Lombardi gave him his own like an office space. Like, hey, just watch film. You mean just watch? football film I was like well watch whatever film and uh muscleman took away a big thing he took away was uh he's modeled his basketball practices after football practices with more um kind of sessions like hey a minute we're doing this got using the clock up there of practice like bang you know um kind of uh, and I think then that's uh, great i think having that having that you know defined time limits for various drills is awesome now in football it has to be done because the team's so big Right. And you have to hit each individual thing that you're working on, whether it be, you know, p- 
passing drop or your handoffs or whatever. So you have to have that broken down so you're hitting each individual skill with every player you need to hit it with, which is incredibly hard with such a large team. But it's effective because it allows you to focus on one aspect of your game and get good at that, then put it all together at the end of practice when you go into scrimmage. Yeah, exactly, and it kind of because he probably uses it, you know, bef- before you kind of you end basketball practice, like you know, scrimmaging. You know, he uses it probably to break up the uh, monotony mm-hmm. of just shooting drills or dribble drills or you know, passing drills. It kind of changes up, bam, 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 bam. You know what I mean? So I think it's yeah. a great strategy, and also I think our, uh, he also, I, I guess, he kind of learned or visited some Gruden practices when he was at Tampa Bay, so he kind of got these uh, using cards, uh, using uh, play cards, too, and uh, different things. So it's it, he's an interesting guy. He's um, It's, it's going to be interesting to kind of learn. Um, and also, as a fellow writer like you are, Chad, he, he mm-hmm. had his own blog for uh, uh, a basketball blog, so he likes That's to write. Really cool. So he's, he's, he's a cool guy. So he's a guy we want to root for. As much as I've Love Mike Anderson. I wish he was still our coach for for the next twenty years. It's this is a guy I think we got to get behind. But yep, that's kind of wraps up basketball. So you know, I think the best way for me to wrap up basketball right now after hearing you say that is is, is that uh, yeah, I'm a hundred percent behind him. You know, I've I've aired my grievances. I've said you know how I feel. I've outlined my expectations, but as far as Musselman goes, I am 100% behind him. I, I expect us to go to the dance next year and perform well, and, and I believe he can do it. Um, I really do. Do I believe he's a better coach than Anderson? I think that's debatable. I think that that's a, that's a debatable uh, argument you could have, but I think he's the same caliber as Anderson, so I don't feel like we're going to miss a beat. So I'm behind him 100%. And also, I know I said I wrapped it up, but also I agree with what you you made that point. I, I'm, it's a lot better hire than Kelvin Sampson at mm-hmm. Houston, a proven oh, cheater. Yeah. I didn't want him. Yeah, and then it was Houston agreed to uh, have his son, Kelvin Sampson's son, as um, uh, taking over the program. Yeah, like a contract like, oh, agreement. He just made some phone For calls real. to some guys when it wasn't cool to do that way back in the day. You can do it now. You know what? It was against the rules and he broke them, and that's cheating. Two did, and then he left Indiana in the same fashion for something. And then Texas, uh, Chris Beard. I was like, you know what? He has. I mean, Texas Tech had a chance at winning the championship. He's a Texas alumni. No, thank you. <laughs> that's yeah, just <laughs> over there. Yeah. Well. We got the right guy, and I think it's going to be exciting to win a, another championship with him. Win a natty. Yeah, that's that's our expectations. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it is it is real good. It's, it's just a guy. It's going to be. He's, he's got a cool family. He just seems like a cool dude, man. Just his style and and his attitude has always been just over the top, which I like. It's exciting. Yeah, he's no. a he's not just a basketball guy that's just been like he's a he played college ball at San Diego, but he's not a guy that was just like well he made his name off like playing. He's been he's he's a, his his dad was an NBA coach. His dad was a longtime coach, so he studied from as a kid. He seen he knows basketball in and out. 
and he's and he's kind of a new school guy using things on recruiting. You know, he's. Uh, I don't know. Like, it, not, it, it might not I get work what out, you're saying. It's not like it's, it's Patrick Ewing's second year, you know. It, it, he just he's 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 going to adapt. If something's exactly. not like I know, he said um, when he first started at Nevada, you know, he wants his pace and space, but they weren't shooting the ball, so they quickly adjusted um, to dribble and drives like uh, more of a okay, just take it in, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, take the charge. If you, if we're not going to shoot the ball. And we're gonna just just uh, hand, dribble handoffs and playing around the perimeter, but taking it in, you know, and things. So I think he's um, a basketball nerd, but I, I'm excited. But you know, it's I'm excited, man. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. But it's 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 a year checks uh, first big hire because I don't know. Second, I guess it, I guess he did hire Morris, but it seemed yeah, like yeah. they kind of. Oh, yeah, I guess he kind of got hired at the same time. Okay, well, so it's too a lot of pressure on these two hires. He's got Morris on him for me, as far as I'm concerned. That's a good responsible for Morris. So. <laughs> That's a good transition to talk about the red white. I'll tell you what, man. I watched that red white game, and you know what? Either our offense is horrible, or we got a really good defense, and I have no clue what's the truth. Because the defense dominated the shit out of it from beginning yeah. to end. I, I will say, Chad, on quickly. I will say, uh, the defense had the attitude to begin with, and you saw Chief. Mm-hmm. You saw John Chavis, which is one thing I'm really excited about. You saw John Chavis come. It's a it's a red white game, second quarter. I think it might have been even the team with John Stephen Jones, so the second team offense. There's an incomplete pass or something. He's going over there. Uh, arguing with the ref, mm-hmm. you know, really getting after it. Um, but, oh, yeah. Into but it. I thought Morris was supposed to be an offensive guru, so that kind of worries me. I, I I believe in the Chief. I think the defense can be much improved, and we're missing some defensive starters. But I'm with you, Chad. I don't know what to think. I didn't get anything from that. Yeah. And I don't think it's, you know, I don't know, man. I don't think it's Morris's fault, man. I just – don't think the type of offense he's trying to run is the best offense for the SEC. He might just want to look at doing something a little bit different, you know. And you know that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. Either you, and it takes some time to figure out like is a head coach going to change or is he just going to be stubborn, you know? And uh, who knows? But you know we got we got to look at Ben Hicks. You know he, he's supposed to come in there. and and be the guy, you know, that's supposed to, uh, you know, take it all the way. But uh, just didn't feel like he was very accurate to me. Yeah, and I saw, you know, we averaged like five yards in a uh, five yards, of, well, five yards in attempt on a lot of short passes. He didn't seem, uh, you know, and they showed a video of him kind of leading, kind of teaching some kids. So he's more of a, a kind of what he came for to kind of teach the next guys. But if he's the starting quarterback, I'm worried. I like that, you know, we missed, you know, Nick Starkle from A&M, but I don't know how mm-hmm. much better he's going to be. He doesn't know the offense, but maybe he's more talented. KJ he Jefferson, but he's a true A&M, freshman. So why would he be yeah, good enough at Arkansas? Yeah. I mean, Jimbo Fisher's, a, he's, 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 he's had a lot of success with quarterbacks. Um, so he didn't, he thought, you know, mine was better. And you got KJ Jefferson, true freshman. It's not going to be mm-hmm. his year next year. And Connor Nolan's half, I mean, he's in baseball. He didn't even play in this. So it's kind of, 
quarterback situation is a lot different. We had Story and uh, you know Cole last year. It's a whole lot different a year from now, and it didn't seem any better. I feel bad for the receivers. But also, it did seem very sporadic too with Hicks. Like yeah. when he hit the forty-five yard Trey Knox touchdown. I mean, that was sweet, you know, and you could see that he like saw the field and he, he made the play. So, you know, you just got to wonder if Hicks is just, I don't know, if he's just he's adjusting to the speed it, of SEC a little bit, it feels like. In my, but it's a, it's a really good reason for him to play, knowing that offense, because you could tell kind of like with him telling these guys and being a, a, a coach has done it, maybe by August, September, and especially our first – four or five games of the uh, the schedule is not incredibly hard. Yeah, it gives you some more. Uh, so yeah, I think I, th- I think he's going to be the guy just because he knows it. You can tell he knows it. It's just not – something's not – just like last year's spring game. And they said they kept it real vanilla. So after last year when Moore said they only knew 25% of the offense or whatever, you yeah. know, Hicks knows more, obviously. Did they get oh, into more and it looked better? He's supposed to come in and turn it around because he knows Morris's – playbook like the back of his hand and he's supposed to be the you know the savior that's that's, so does what, it, that's how the media ask, framed it well let me ask you this chad though does it and outside yeah i mean i, I he's got to know a little bit and because more said they didn't know very much so i gotta ask you chad i mean you think it's gonna get better in august they said they were going vanilla but like can you look a little better on your vanilla shouldn't you have your vanilla mastered <laughs> well it's my opinion, you should run a play until you can run it before you moved on to the next play. Kind of the Vince Lombardi type of coaching. And uh, yeah. you need at least one play that you know you can get, you know, you know you can get five yards on. And if you run that twice, you'll be good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know the SEC is a little bit more difficult than that and so on and so forth. You start changing formations and stuff. You can disguise that play pretty well in a lot of different ways with different formations and uh, personnel out there. So, and, and and I will say, Chad, is I think a big part too that hurt. You know, maybe the running game would look better was we were missing Raheem Boyd, which he's a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so he'll be, you know, full speed by by fall, and I think, you know, it's, I'd rather have him full speed by fall than out there messing around in the spring. Um, but so, I but, mean, I guess to answer he, your question, though, I I do see that what he's saying. You know, you want to be good at your base at your base package. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to be good at that. You got to have a base package that you're excellent with, and then you can build upon that as the year moves forward. You know, so. Right now, but does, he should be in a situation where everybody is comfortable with that package at this point. There shouldn't should, be any issues. It should be smooth with that base package. Morris, I thought, one uh-huh. benefit to him as an offensive coach, offensive uh, guru, is that maybe we should see, so we should have at least that master and everything should be, you know, everything should be flowing. But And yeah. I'm only just, just not, just not, I'm not, Discourage. I still expect a bowl game next year, but it's coming off that two and ten season. I didn't see anything and just be like, "Hey, wow, this this team's you know." And all all they heard, all the interviews, the media is like, "Oh man, this is definitely a better team." It's like, Lord, I hope so. I'll tell you what, I think that Hicks could definitely improve. Um, <clears throat> you know, being there when Mallet came in and, and going through his 
you know, transfer from Michigan down and all that kind of stuff. That was, uh, you know, that was pretty cool to be able to watch. And I think Ben Hicks could do the same thing. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest thing in him being successful, you know, this year is to, uh, get used to the speed of the game. And I think that's what's probably holding him back right now the most. Yeah. Is getting used to the speed of the SEC. But like you said, he has even those warm-up games, right? So he has plenty of time to get, like, comfortable with everything. So do I think he can be better by our first SEC game? Absolutely. 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 We, He's got to should. Be. We shouldn't lose to Colorado State this year. Uh, we should we should win all four of our non conference. Yeah, we, we should not win a, if we if we lose a non conference game. I'm going to be very very upset. Like we yeah. should not lose I, one non conference game. <laughs> That's going to be embarrassing as an SEC fan, not just the Arkansas fan. Well, yeah, it's, it's going to be a big. I know we I know we're going to talk a lot about this. I mean, our our football preview this year is going to be full of this, but it all comes down to this because you're coming off a two and ten season. Mm-hmm. And because and, and, you're just you just don't and you know and they said um, you know they had they were talking to, or quoting Morris during that uh, during the broadcast they were saying yeah Morris admitted he lost the team after that Ole Miss loss at Little Rock Golly. and I th- I I really I, I yeah that 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 didn't feel good to hear because it's like well I mean what's going to happen. What about this year? We play Ole Miss at Ole Miss the second game of the year. Ole Miss is right there. It's a team we have to surpass. Mm-hmm. But they beat us last year in Little Rock. We're going to play them down in Oxford. Are we? What if we? What if we have that game of control and blow it again? Kind of like Colorado State. Kind of like Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Are we going to lose a team by the second week of the season? Or is Morris going to something figure something out? Is that because it's dealing with guys or what? Huh. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, you can't. At that. this point, there's no Belamus guys. There's no all that yeah. crap. All is out the window. This is Morris's team. He had the worst year in Razorback history. He is still our coach, and this is on him. He has to turn it around. He's got to man for his own sake, man for his own coaching career. He's got to. If he has another year like that. Might probably be the end of it. I mean, where would you go? Where's that Jack Crow at? Louisiana Tech now? He was Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a big thing because, you know, he took SMU. Most wins they got was seven, you know, two, five, seven. Um, If he takes us two and only wins, what do we win three or four next year? I'm not saying that's not what I'm predicting. I think we're going to bring it next year and get to a bowl game, which I'll be. I'll be satisfied with keeping it. But if it's something less I than that. I think your check's got to let him go, especially the way he let go Mike Anderson. You know? I think if yeah. he has another bad year like that, he's got to be like, we're trying to win. If it's we're two trying and ten some, again, We're trying to get in the SEC championship game, you know? Yeah. So did your check say we're a basketball school? Is it the same way in football? I mean, we're going to get a short lease on Morris. Because, I mean, I, there's a lot of sports that do compete for SEC championships at Arkansas. So I I'm mean, wondering, you know, if, if I'm looking at your checks, year, like if I'm looking at your checks, like history at the University of Arkansas at this point right now, I feel like, you know, he don't give you a whole lot of time. 
And I think if you have another year where you don't win an SEC game, that's it. You know, I have to pick somebody up or I have to get somebody else. And if you lose all the SEC games and a, good Lord, and a non-conference game, golly, that'd be even worse. But I just hope we're better. You know, I just hope everything's gelling. I want him to be successful. I don't want it to be a situation where the guy fails. I really don't. He's such a likable guy, and I remember us talking about it. Mm-hmm. Our first, very first podcast was a uh, football preview, and it was just like we were so excited about ready to football. You know, Morris was really some things I really liked. Oh, yeah. I still believe in him, but it's uh, and I don't mean this to be like it's like I don't believe. It. I was like I definitely think he's good, but it's it's got to be the honest truth. We can't have another. We went four and eight. Beamers, Beamers, last year. We went two and ten last yeah. year. Didn't win an SEC game like you just mentioned, Chad. We've got to start winning. You know, I'm real disappointed. If I think I was him, I think I would have probably went ahead and let my offensive coordinator go at the end of the year last year. You know, God bless him. You know, been with him, what, since high school or whatever. But I think I'd probably have to just let him go and tell him we need need a better offense than that and go ahead and, you know, pick me up a a big name coordinator if I'm the head coach, you know. It was kind of disappointing not to see yeah, something like I'm that really, happen. I'm know? really worried about. I wish I'm really worried about the Craddock man. He's really young and stuff, but it just doesn't seem like it's happened under him. What I wish, what I wouldn't mind if he, he did go that direction. I wonder if we could we could still Lane Kiffin as offense quarter us or assistant oh, yeah. head coach. That'd be sweet, wouldn't it? Something like that. Yeah, that'd be like an ideal situation. But that's just dreaming. But because I because yeah. I thought. Do you think? Because I kind of thought about this the other day, Jack. We were, if you paid uh, him uh, enough, I bet he would. Would he come up to Fayetteville? Because he he said he would have for the head coaching job. So if you pay him enough as an like, assistant head coach, I bet you know. Especially if it's like you know, whenever I leave, you're gonna you're gonna take over the program type situation. Or even just like, especially given that his assistant head coach is like, hey, I need, you know, you know, Morris to, you know, admits, hey, I need something extra, need a boost. Yeah, I need that Morris boost from an uh, experienced like guy. For, yeah, it wouldn't be like working for, you know, Saban or something like that. So I bet he could, you know. I think it's, he'd get paid for it. It's just as much as he'd be getting paid at Florida Lane. But does he want to run his own program that much or does he want another? Because uh-huh. nobody hired him after after even this year's second well, year, so does he want that even is, SEC he's experience? Nice, he's got a nice program down there. Yeah, it's his uh, own yeah. thing. It, yeah, they're, they're winning. Let him alone and let him do whatever he wants to do at this point, and he's yeah, he's winning big time, big time. Well, I wanted. We talked about so. wanting him. We talked about wanting him. Uh, you know, you know, after that, his first year there, you know, in the place of the Morris hire before that. So, well, if, I always kind of Morris think, doesn't like, well, work out. I think that would be your go-to hire, personally. Yeah. I do, too. I think he might start just putting feelers out there now just to see, you know, because he went to Fayetteville High School. You know, I'm not saying that you're a check or do anything he shouldn't do, but he went to Fayetteville High School, and his dad was the uh, defensive coordinator at University of Arkansas when he went there. And, you know, so they should just say, hey, you want to come back and you know, hang out for a little while and maybe do a 
an event or something, you know, there at the high school even. Just kind of like maybe hang his numbers up or something. Because he's gotten pretty famous and stuff, you know. They ought to do something. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of cool if everybody could get together on that and just then maybe later on down the road, if he's available, we'd offer him the job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> um, <laughs> what the hell do I know, man? I'm just a just a fan. Yeah, that's what. Hey, man, that's what we're doing. This podcast, man. We're fans. We're from a fan's perspective. We've been real, uh, you know, all this time since our first episode. So we're going to keep continue to keep it real. Keeping it real. to the hog call podcast so man that's that's how i feel about that i didn't i didn't like the spring I, I game think at all man. i want to you know i, I want to see i want us to see uh, uh spring spring games scrimmage and other teams they've been they've been playing each other all spring they're ready to hit somebody else and um also also this is the first Last year was played in Little Rock. It was sleeting and 30 degrees. The year before, it got moved inside a practice store. And this wasn't any better, you know? Yeah. Every it year. It was a beautiful day, and it just, it just wasn't any better. Every year, my Uncle Ronnie would text me and say, I hope Arkansas wins. I didn't get that text this year, guys. Anyway, man, he's one of the biggest fans I've ever known. Done a bunch of write-ups on him, stuff like that. Decorated his whole dental office down in Little Rock. All Razorback. Gave me the 1964 coin, flip coin. So, he uh, he passed on. So, anyway, uh, you got to recognize, you got to recognize a fan like that, you know? Yeah, he was. Uh, I met. I met your uncle Ronnie. He's golly. I remember um, um, coming back from hanging out with him one weekend at Greer's Ferry Lake, and just like my Razorback fashion, passion, it just reminded me so much of uh, my grandpa that had uh, passed. You know, twenty years ago, just that hog passion. You know, just all that and seeing those good years in the of the 60s and 70s in football, you know, and being able to see the championship in the basketball in the, yes. the, in the 90s and stuff. What a fan, you know, and uh, growing up down there. And, um, well, I need to start the uh, tradition of sending you that text from now on. On the You're talking about the uh, spring game saying, I hope Arkansas wins and saying, like, because we're playing red versus white. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. Uh, you'd be looking for that. Next year, and it has so much amazing. more meaning than that if you just, you know, dig in because it kind of feels like that, man. Hope we don't beat ourselves, you know. So, I don't know. No, I agree, man. So, it's like you gotta I understand that completely, man. Um, I really wish. Ronnie could have seen um, another good good year in football, you know. Yeah, um, that's what kinda... I say. I say that worst year in Razorback history did him in, man. So, 
No, it doesn't help, man. I've, doesn't help I know, at all uh, when you got a bad, you know, you're not feeling, you know, great. You're not up to par. Doesn't help at all, you know. But uh, anyway, well, probably just move on. But that's important. Everybody's got that. Everybody that listens podcast has that chat they have a family member that they know this that's a huge hog fan that maybe you kind of you, you hate to think about but you think you just i hope oh, yeah. i hope they get to see see more of it you know what i mean or exactly just, i know i'm the same way I, I mean along with all a lot of people that are listening to this you got older family members that you just want you just want to see more and Mm-hmm. Two intense football season. Seriously, I mean, this is this is in all seriousness. You don't want any more years like that. No, you got to turn it around at this point, and you got to make something happen. So, I didn't feel like we was going fast in the spring game again. Um, no, we weren't. And I don't know if that's just because he can't do it, or if he's just not going to do it. Um, he said he was going to go fast, so I really don't appreciate getting lied to at this point. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's more like what I've seen during Malzahn's more I guess Malzahn's more struggling years at Auburn that they go too slow. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, I said I said this kind of thing. It was kind of not not knowing football well enough. It was like I want to just you know go fast. It's like hey, you know, if we ain't got nothing else, go fast. And you know, and it was like, well, you probably we probably don't need to do that much, but at least find a happy medium. It's like increase the speed what's don't tell us that you're going to raise your fast and stuff don't okay. tell us you're going to go fast and if you're going to go you know, fast uh, i want that damn ball snapped after the referee places the ball stands up back pedals and blows the whistle i want the ball snapped right after i want that whistle to be the it's snap an advantage count. like if you can make that whistle the snap count that's really what you want you know what i'm saying and that's how fast you go. And it's like, wow, that's extremely fast. Yes. And that makes sure that you can't do defensive substitutions. You just have to get them in the right situation you want them in. And then you just speed it up and you keep it like that until you score. You know? Um, yeah, it's an advantage. I, I want them to. I thought that's kind of what, that's what I was talking about. Maybe it's just that part of the vanilla thing. And it's all going to come what down to. What I would to always the, do is try to get a personnel mismatch. So put everybody out there, right? Let them all line up. See what they're what they're lining up at. Bring them all to the sideline at first time. Switch in or out whoever I want for a personnel mismatch. Send them back out and then go full blast after that. Because then you can see what the defense has and you can put in one person or two people where you know there's going to be an obvious mismatch. And then you can run plays to that. And then when they catch on, you run plays away from it. So when they start biting on it, in other words, we'd call it. So I don't know. That's probably what I would do if I was going to. Well, I, <laughs> I'd like to see some of that, Chad. Uh, man. <laughs> they ain't called uh, me. But if they, did, I, if they did, I would. I'd come on up there tomorrow and I'd install it for them. Man. I, I want to see it, but it's then you know I think I heard you know 130 what 100 something days till the first game, so we won't know. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm almost happy to see Razorback football, but it's, after a two and ten season, it's harder to like after any other kind of like a you know bowl season or anything. You got got it's a lot easier to get 
fired up and things like, oh yeah, you know, kind of. But now it's like, man, we've got a long way to go because we have to triple our wins just to get to a Independence Bowl, Music City Bowl, chat. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just hard. It's kind of a weird spring game in that, and I, I, I believe we can be. And that's the expectation. And I hate, I mean, you know, that might not be good for your check because that uh, six and six getting to a bowl game is not a championship, but. Um, I, you know what I mean, Chad? It's 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 just hard to say from that game. Um, we had some guys out. You know, the two freshmen, true freshmen, made the biggest plays. Trey Knox had that forty-something yard, and then um, uh, uh, Devin Bush had that interception pick. Would have been a pick six. Mm-hmm. Um, that was for a touch. Those were the two biggest plays. Those were about true freshmen. But if if it we're going to rely on true freshmen like that, I'm glad. Hey, that, that recruiting class does have some studs. Um, if we're going to rely on that, Morris might not make it by the time that this top 25 recruit class is, you know, juniors. But Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with that. Well, I guess we should get into some baseball. And, uh, heck, who did we talk about? We talked about Western Illinois, right? <laughs> yeah, been, I know we talked uh, about them and... I think we talked about that Missouri game. Yeah, we oh. talked about the Missouri. We didn't talk uh, about Texas, though. All right. Well, so. yeah. Do you remember talking about it? No, no, go ahead. Let's start oh. Let's start with there. I was sure. just going to yeah. say, we, we went over and beat Texas the first game, and then we lost to Texas the next, and uh, played Alabama. We beat uh, Alabama in the series, but we lost one game. Uh, we went and played Missouri State. Beat them, went and played LSU, lost the series, but won one game. Went and got beat by uh, the Trojans down in Little Rock, named after a prophylactic. Then we went to uh, Auburn and got beat. And then we uh, we won the series on that. So, and then let's see, we beat Oral Roberts, and then we... Lost to Vanderbilt twice. So, I guess uh, hopefully we can win one of these Vanderbilt games. Yeah, we got to salvage the series tomorrow. So, um, we were doing really good. Had a great, you know, first start of the season. And then we just went off. It's like we lost some games we shouldn't have, in my opinion. Just some weird, some weird losses. Um, but do you yeah, think it's because a... the team's not as good as we thought they were, or what do you think's going on? It's hard to say because they, you know, they're still twenty-five and ten. They're still eight and six in SEC play. Mm-hmm. Um, but eight and six ain't kind of, you know. I remember talking, you know, maybe it was just maybe and you know, just you know, <laughs> fans. Super, I was like a super fan. I was, I was saying we're shooting for, we're shooting for fifty wins, you know. And we're not, you know, we're looking for it. We're just still looking at the tournament, but you're eight and six in conference. You're almost, a, you're a little, you're in the 600 range. You're almost to 500. We got to start winning. So we got to salvage the series tomorrow at Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, the Trojan game, I will say Little Rock, they weren't very good when we played them, but I guess they've won nine out of 10. I saw happened upon today to see. So they're not just the worst team. Yeah. The Ole Miss losing that road series really hurt. Um, bouncing back against Auburn, their 15th last weekend, that, uh, mm-hmm. 15 in a game was huge and the next day we shut them out nothing that was big we beat Oral Roberts but these last two Vanderbilt games losing a one run game mm-hmm. yesterday uh, and then getting blown out today does not help um, 
But last year, the team that went, went to the championship game was one hour away from winning the championship, did not win a road series all year. So it's just hard to say. How are we going to be in June is what's – this is how which is, I'm happy for the program that it's kind of like, well, see what we do in June, but <laughs> oh yeah, we got to start winning. This, this is tough. We got we to come back and finish this game off tomorrow against Vanderbilt, salvage the series. And do good against a couple home home series in a row against Mississippi State and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we go play uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff next, and then we uh, got that series of Mississippi State after that. And then uh, what Northwestern? Maybe we can probably talk about those other teams. Tennessee and them later. So Yeah, oh I'm sure. Oh yeah. I don't know. I think we'll beat Pine Bluff. I think that'll be a pretty easy win for us. Should be, anyways. Uh Northwestern. Uh we should that they're 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 I don't think they've been good in the past, but I don't think it's any they're um as good as, as we've seen before with them. So yeah. um really Mississippi State's the only challenge there, which you know, they they've had a decent year. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're it's a solid baseball program. And it's a team that you want you got to take two out of three from to keep up in the SEC West. Mm-hmm. A sweep would be big, especially because we don't we don't know the outcome tomorrow against Vanderbilt. So uh, we win tomorrow against Vanderbilt, two out of three would be great. Uh, we lose against Vanderbilt, we need a sweep. Yeah, absolutely. So we just got to get on a winning streak, and we're going to be okay. I thought the lot, and we're going to just win it all, and that's not working out like that at all. So, just saying. <laughs> yeah, and I saw earlier flipping channels. Um, uh, they had a college hockey it was a championship. It was Minnesota Duluth versus somebody. It was the Northern teams. It kind of hurt me because I yeah, there's the Hogs were playing in it, but wouldn't that be kinda, nice? And uh and watch it, sit there and watch the Hogs play the <laughs> national championship hockey game. I'd be super down for that. Well, the, uh, the golfer, that there. girl, what's her name? Uh, oh, Maria Fossey. Yeah, she golly, did really well. She was just tearing it up out there on the golf course, man. Yeah, she played second. I think they played in Augusta where they're playing the Masters mm-hmm. this weekend. Yeah, it was Augusta. Big, yeah, great, great call, but you had to. Uh, finished second in the overall amateur, and she she was on she was going to New York and getting on the Today Show and mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Fallon or what you know the late night shows and stuff. So I know we that I was a really watch, big thing. Yeah, I watched the whole thing with my two year old daughter. Man, we watched the whole uh, the whole golf tournament. That'd be cool. She grew up became some sort of golfer. So. Oh man, that'd be that'd she be seemed awesome. To enjoy it, you know. She just kind of sat there and hung out, and watched it. It's fun, man. That'd be awesome. You can get out there with her and uh, get to Oscar, get all three of us out there golfing. Yeah, oh, we already yeah. go bowling all the time. So, well, well I mean, if Oscar's not busy with baseball, you know, I know he's a big baseball guy. He's he might be at baseball practice and he has to take Daphne out. Yeah, well, he is, but he said he's thinking about doing uh, soccer. So, I was like, whatever. You know. I think sports, man. Sports is good, man. I'm working yeah, out. But golf would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, you got to. I just want to have fun. You know, you only live one time. If he wants to try something else, I say go for it, you know. Yeah. As long as it's not like 
you know, water polo or something. Yeah, you gotta. Like it's like a legitimate sport, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Soccer's good I too guess because water polo is. A, I don't know. Yeah, actually, water polo is actually pretty cool, man. Uh, what about... <laughs> I know, that's what I was sitting here thinking. Ping pong? Huh? <laughs> Racquetball, ping pong, maybe? Yeah. Maybe ping pong. Definitely pool. Anything you can do. And darts. Anything you can do while you're hammered. Shouldn't. Yeah, well... Yeah, no, that's sport. like, Oscar, if you're not 21 and we're not hanging out on... You can only get so... You know, we're not, you know... You yeah. can't get hammered and bowl. You know, you'd fall down on the slick lane and stuff. And, yeah, not seriously. You've got another sport, and then later on, when he's old enough to uh, to drink alcoholic beverages, then that's, you know, that's a good... I can't oh, wait yeah. for that moment. Oh, yeah, no, like... Wait. I can't wait to drink some White Russians with Oscar and Bowl. That'd be cool. <laughs> huh. Yeah, no, usually I just have... Uh, Oscar likes their chicken fingers, so usually we just get the chicken fingers. <laughs> hey, get, fried chicken, that's wild enough, man. I'll get like a sweet tea. Yeah, that's good too, caffeine, man. Something like that. Caffeine's a hell of a drug too. I'm finishing my coffee. Yeah, finish my coffee. <laughs> I'm an American. Oh, oh man. Goodness. This has been a good podcast. I felt like it was pretty good. I think it got kind of over the top and maybe a little off topic here towards the end, but I feel like it was a really informative podcast. I don't know. Oh, we hammered it out, man. I shouted over you for a lot of the time. I couldn't help it. I felt like since last time, I had to make up for last time, that I was <laughs> muted. So I was like, last time I got to shout over you. So I hope you weren't by that chat you're a good you're a good broadcast partner i think this podcast is good again and every time we're like this is a good podcast <laughs> uh, no i'm never uh never offended in any way man i just you know, i get excited I just enjoy man. talking to you, you and man. i just figure if, if you got something that you need to say that's important you're gonna you know talk a little louder until you can say it and vice versa Work that's out. why i yeah. got the loud oh one thing i did on the discord channel is I turned it off so that, you know, we couldn't talk over each other. So we could both be screaming into the microphone. It's going to catch catch both of us. Nice. <laughs> that, you that's because well, sometimes, you know, the Razorback, that's why we created a whole podcast for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... Uh, I think we've talked about all the Arkansas stuff. Is there anything that we missed? I think that's good. I mean, we're really... I mean, the ladybacks, they finished okay. You know, had a decent year. Yeah, and the softball's competing. Um, I think hopefully they'll compete for a, a go to the tournament this year. Um, mm-hmm. They've kind of been with baseball. You know, they really overachieved last year, so kind of competing. Um, a lot of spring sports, but, you know, it's... They really we really see softball, you know, have a good year. Yeah, I mean, they, they, the program is definitely better. Their coach is uh, Courtney Daffel. I know mm-hmm. she was a, definitely a blessing for our program because we've been bad for so long in softball. And she came in, I know, in maybe her second year last year, we went to the Super Regional. So that's just like I was saying, Razorback, just athletics in general. You know, I, I keep up with uh, – uh, I, I watched the, one of those, uh, those softball. Uh, 
what one of those uh softball games i watched one of those with daphne too you know where we used to fish chad and where all the razorback coaches have their golf memberships at the blessings in fayetteville north fayetteville oh, yeah. where we used to fish by that creek oh yeah it's a um, great place they're hosting to catch the fish they're hosting the NBA. Uh, NBA. They, uh, I was watching the uh, NBA game. I'm doing this, and uh, they're hosting the NCAA golf championships. Oh wow! Maybe this week, and it's that's pretty really cool. That's super cool, man. You got to go do so that. Hopefully, the golf team. Yeah, I think it's do like pretty, a, I think I, the uh, Tyson Foods. Uh, actually, I saw a, a write up. Uh, Tyson Foods actually. Um, they they all tickets are free because they donated. You know they paid for everybody getting free, so I can just wow. I'm just gonna roll up there and watch some golf. Yeah, Maybe we need go to fish do a podcast. Catch some brim. Yeah, uh, that's a, a great call, actually. Yeah, that's um, great. Wish I had a teleportation machine. I could just teleport over there. I'd go with you. Oh man, catch some brand before or after, mm. probably after. Probably probably go out there and watch some golf, root on the hogs and catch some brand and go fry it up like we used to. Oh man. I figured they'd have something like that invented by now. Yeah, it's uh, happening May sixteenth through twenty ninth, so look for me to um That's super uh, cool, man. Kind of report from there. Wow. That is <laughs> exciting. The hog cost special report. I think Man, we did one of those one time. We did one at the uh, at that game uh, that we lost. Oh, the Colorado State. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be cool to have a have a shot at another one. That's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Let me look. Let me this quote from John Tyson, the owner of Blessings Golf Club and chairman of Tyson Foods. He says, "We are proud to be the first host site ever to offer complimentary tickets to the community for the NCAA Men's and Women's Golf Championships." First That's community awesome, ever to man. do that. Oh, yeah. I love chicken too. Probably give me some, maybe some chicken wings and chicken fingers out there. Just <laughs> tear it up. Golf club. That's all we eat is those ch- Tyson uh, chicken nuggets anymore. But not uh, they're not unhealthy. They're like super, super healthy nuggets. They're like grilled and they're yeah, not breaded. Yeah, they're Tyson uh, all naturals or something like that. Yeah, called. I love those. Yeah, Man, they're I've, um, killer, dude. One of those first things they came out with, or it, it, it's it's actually like that, or pretty much the same. Is like the they're like uh, fajita strips, and they're already grilled, mm-hmm. but they're already done. It's kind of like uh, making leftover grilled chicken, and kind of the same thing. It's like oh, these are, and you just creating different dishes with them. So that's that's great. I'm I'm definitely glad to. Complimentary tickets, man. I'm, I'm keep eating them. <laughs> no, because that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited about this. That just kind of came of an idea. We developed this is what we do. This is fun. All called podcasts. Best podcast out there. Oh, yeah. Many like us. Some try to imitate us. Literally. And I will say, Chad, too, on that, um, there's been, <laughs> since we kind of came on the scene, there has been an explosion of podcasts. Are we that good where people think, hey, we can just jump right in there and create a podcast and be just as good? When we first did this, it was one guy in another group. I mean, there's about two more podcasts that did it, yeah. one every week and one sporadically. And now there's there's a couple of different ones uh, just happened to come since we've been doing this. Um, yeah, yeah. I welcome the competition. 
And yeah, we've had some blogs that have, we had some bloggers that have, have asked us for our expertise and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, How to do things. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm excited to help out anybody that wants to help me out and we could, you know, we could exchange, uh, information or whatever. But, uh, I don't know, man. I think, uh, you know, I think what it is is it's just there was a lack of informative podcast out there on the Razorbacks. There was some, you know, podcasts that were more sensationalized, more media-type podcasts, and that's still mm-hmm. out there. And that, if that's your thing, you know, listen to it. And I'll tell you, I'll be honest, I listen to it. I think it's a wonderful podcast. Um and then there's there's uh, a couple podcasts that were fan podcasts, but was from a, just a total fan's perspective, you know. And I think we're the first ones to bring a fan's perspective from fans that are high school coaches. And I think that's where the differentiation comes in. So it's really going to be hard to, you know, match that level of expertise or whatnot. Um, but who knows? I mean, maybe they can, you know, uh, just... just you know, who knows? Yeah, a lot of it is. Um, I, it's hard to say. I mean, but we're also fans. We have the coaching mm-hmm. uh, kind fans. of pedigree and things. But we're also fans, so it's kind of. Um, I don't know. It's really, it's really cool, and I think uh, we've we've been getting better since the first episode. This is kind of a spring cleanup and things, and um talk about this last time man i appreciate everybody listening but yeah oh yeah right, i guess we should are we done with the razorbacks last time i asked that we went on for like another 20 minutes so we love the razorbacks we're never we're never done i mean i could i could i could go on for 50 hours straight like a 50 hour straight <laughs> marathon or something. you know what i mean just like wow. just reviewing old games and things just being we're trying to keep it an hour and a half that seems to be yeah our we don't we might not be able to load it. What if, like last time, I'm not even here, man? <laughs> Am I here, man? Uh, oh, goodness gracious. Go Hogs. Goodness gracious. I love you, the Hogs, man. You are indeed here on this one. That was, yeah, that was a crazy situation. So, I'm looking into, I don't know, it'd be kind of cool. I've seen some folks do this some video cast where they... You know, they just have their laptops and their, you know, their cameras going. And whatnot. That's pretty cool. Actually, I got a um, downstairs area at the house, um, and I've been trying to kind of come up with some ideas. I'm actually mm-hmm. doing kind of a reinventive thing. I'm making it more of a – I've had more of my office upstairs, but I'm kind of kind of create that downstairs when I do my podcast and things. Wi-Fi signals, everything's good in the studio. Kind of create a studio music wise and podcast wise. So I'm actually, that's amazing that you uh, uh, kind of bring that up. So I'll that'd be, be kind of cool. Well, maybe we could try to do that, put out some video cast. That'd be cool. Yeah, let's plan on that. Yeah, let's do it. Well, um, you yeah, know, I think uh, I think we've reached our, our peak here. Well, we talked about everything Razorbacks, I think we can uh, we could talk about, but. Uh, you know, we always try to bring something in there that's not University of Arkansas related. And, um, you know, I think right now the thing that uh, that I'm thinking about 
that uh, you know isn't uh, isn't really related to Arkansas or whatnot is the uh, the whole situation with this report that hadn't been released yet. This Mueller report. I don't know. I just felt like personally with the Mueller report, I just felt like we should be able to see what's in there even if it is redacted but the congress should be able to see what's in there without redactions in my my personal opinion so i think it should have already been turned over to the congress uh to look at even if it was just certain committees within you know uh within it so I, I don't understand that not happening. And then, uh, you know, the other thing on top of that is, is just, uh, you know, getting a, getting a, a lengthy bit of it out to the public so we can see it. We have no idea what's in it. We had, we got a letter no from somebody who read it, who only quoted less than a sentence of the actual document. So that's, I don't know. What do you think about there, that? There's something to be said that it hasn't been fully released. Um, you know, when it first came out, it's like, oh, uh, uh, Trump's, uh, he hadn't done anything. He's exonerated, you know, from everything. But we hadn't seen anything. Nothing's come out, and it really wasn't really the case. It's kind of uh, kind of thought of by, you know, and kind of his guys around him that's been uh, contacts with Russia and things um, it's kind of been proven but what's the thing why is it not just being released why are we not seeing it why are we electing these guys why are we like I'm sorry I just you, you got me off on this just thinking about it and when you talk things out like this it just gets even more worse Chad it's like uh, why is it not being released we're I am too Chad but I, I want to see it there's people that want to see it there's a lot of people that's not going to read it there's a lot of people that are going to read it Why? Well, what's the point in not releasing it what privilege does somebody else have above us, common citizens, that vote, that register to vote, that could get could get drafted in a war if it happens, and, and that oh, uh, can't, can't see what it's sense. talking about. They, they can't um, can't see it. Um, this is a serious issue, Jed. Not not just uh, pro one side of the uh, party or another. This is a serious issue, and. Um, yeah, uh, no, I mean, I don't care something. if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Do you, you not want, to want see it, it to be released to the yes. public just because you want our president to be held to a higher standard? If he's the commander-in-chief, if he truly is the person running our country, the face of our leaders, the face of, face of our nation, do we not want it to be correct? Do we want to, to somebody, does one group, of people uh, want to be want to be uh, uh, right more so than um, can we not just see it? It's not that big of a deal. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's a big of a deal, but you know what I mean. It's not no, okay. I it's what you're saying. You like, know what I mean? There's like, nothing I in it, if it, there's what? nothing in it, it's not that big of a deal. Exactly. So you would have released it, it that day when you said Trump was exonerated. You would have released it that moment when you said that. If it's nothing, a big deal, and just like hey. It's it's something else going on with Russia, you know. It's something more. Maybe instead of looking at Trump and his people, we need to look at uh, 
another group that's uh, the real fake news. Oh yeah. Or we need to just maybe we just need to take a look at like you know who are all these Russians? I'd kind of like to know that you know who are all these folks that we you know I I don't want to do business with a spy you know so I don't know I guess I don't have to worry about that but some folks do and they should they should know if they're an American citizen and that's what I think yeah I don't um I don't want to do business with anybody like that you know what I mean but mm. uh so, I've kind I of been really saying don't that think it's, it's a Republican or a Democrat issue I just yeah no that's American hopefully I issue. hopefully I convey that too Chad I didn't no, I think you did. I think you did. I just want. I to think clarify. it's just as the national. I think that's if 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 we want to become a uh, a a country that's not you know everybody says both sides of the party again Republican or Democrat say hey we're you know we're divided and stuff we don't want to be divided let's release it if mm-hmm. Trump is fully exonerated in it and the whole Mueller report comes out I would like to see him be like you know maybe. You know, maybe he really didn't have it. You know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah. he didn't have anything to do. Maybe he's just, Be nice you know, know, Donald Trump. Yeah. Maybe yeah. It's just that that character in American society that people voted on as a, mm-hmm. a president. But but I would like to know at least at least be like, okay, you know, he's just he's just Donald Trump. He's not. Yeah. Wow, he really uh, took it was advantage just all of his team that did it. It wasn't him. Yeah, or it's like you know, around him basically. Yeah, because they've or, already you know, went to jail for. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's proof <laughs> enough. But what I'm saying, uh, that's what I'm saying, Chad. I'm saying at the least bit, like, hey, it's just Trump. You know, he's he's obviously got dementia and things going on with him uh, mentally. Oh, kind that, of yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, was I supposed to stay in with the line? Are we still doing this? Yeah, we're doing the podcast. Okay. Well, he's obviously got dementia, or you know, um, at the very least. Um. Why can't we not just see it? Doesn't matter what the hell I am. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, I guess we can wrap it up there, man. This might become a guilty addiction cast, but we'll 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 send out the link to that. <laughs> well, it kind of already is. It to is to some extent. Hey, can I go? Sorry, Chad. Can I, can I uh, transition back to the Razorback? How cool is it yeah. that our uh, Razorback basketball coach had a blog <laughs> for a couple <laughs> years, man? Because I write, we write on a blog for guilty addictions, and he wrote on his basketball blog. He didn't have to. He he was yeah. taking a break from coaching. He was working for ESPN and uh-huh. um, doing like a, a analysis, but he had this whole like coaching blog just for a couple years, like when blogs were first getting started. In the late 2000s just like that's cool man as a fellow writer that's cool that's super cool man yeah no i i, I just think that's it's really neat to have a coach that's so you know young and energetic and, and into things and you know i'm looking forward to seeing what he's gonna do as the future as we move forward in the future so no oh, i don't know why we didn't I guess I gotta I gotta bring it up, man. I'm gonna take us away from the Razorbacks again. Sorry. How about the uh, football league failing that Spurrier was in? There, they just stopped, just quit, man. Just said we're not doing it anymore. We're stopping. The middle of the season, yeah, man. that's um, 
middle. I, I'm very surprised that it didn't make enough to at least like. It only had two weeks in left. The season. Why not just go ahead and knock those two weeks out? Who's running that? That kind of. I mean, it was that ooh, billionaire you know? that owned it? You know. Yeah, you know, there's another one. XFL's trying to make a comeback. Are they going to make it? You know, or. Uh, yeah, I think that one's going to make just it. Tough I think I think it was league. either between this league and XFL, and I think this league didn't think long term. They were thinking like short term. You know, I think XFL thought more long term. So this league popped up really fast. They went went at it really quick, and that's one of the things I was saying was like it's either going to be good or it's going to fail. Whereas XFL took their time. So my thought was. This is either going to be a really good league and it's going to be, you know, better than XFL and, and XFL will never get off the ground or they're going to fail and XFL is going to do well. So, there wasn't room for both of them. I don't think so. But maybe the one that kind of just got started in a hurry kind of wasn't enough, man, you know. Um, yeah, not as much advertising, not as, as long of a time to get people excited about it, you know. Well, you know, the first week, they really, I mean, it really had a good, I know they bragged about the ratings, but after that, you know, kind of, because it was right after, you know, right after football, but kind of people got kind of involved in other things in March. March Madness is a big thing. I mean, you got, you know, a lot of people have so much time in their lives to watch uh you know, have their TV to watch sports. You know, they're going to watch March Madness, kind of suffer there. They didn't give enough time to finish the season, see what it means at the end. But uh, crazy. Well, I guess that does it, man. Saturday night recording. You get what you. Get. That was fun. Yeah, it was exciting. <laughs> do you want to do a t-shirt giveaway? Think we're to do that on the next podcast? Yeah, yeah. What's the? Um... I don't know. We'll figure it out next podcast. T-shirt giveaway. Okay, keep listening, guys. Go hogs! Go hogs! Whooping. Back to the Hog Call Podcast.